Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions on theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? So far, so good. Good. You recovered from the uh, turkey coma, whatever they call it? Uh, yeah, actually, we, we had spiral cut ham, smoked ham. Yeah. It was great. That's yeah. good stuff. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, we did, at my in-law's place, we did the turkey and the ham, and that's all that Charlie ate was just the ham, because mm-hmm. everything else was different looking, you know? Mm-hmm. That age, everything else is suspect. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of it's like casserole things, so it's things he likes, you know? Corn, green beans, he'll eat those sometimes. But since it was like in a cornbready mush, and then it had like, you know, all the like cream of mushroom soup, and you know, not like you eat it every day. No, no, it's weird. Is what he was saying. I don't like it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So, um, not a live taping this time. We had some issues last time. Yeah, we're learning. I keep trying new things. There's yeah. like I find some like app or something like oh I can use two cameras or three cameras and this hasn't panned out so we're just gonna keep it simple. Won't know if we don't try. That's right. Yep. Um, I had one that I wanted to talk about for Tuesday from Tuesday night, and sure. it had to do with the blood. Yeah. And the question was the importance of the blood and why blood sacrifice was necessary, and I I stopped at the point where I needed to go on because. Uh, if we don't make the connection of the fact that the Old Testament calls for blood for every sacrifice, then we forget the fact that, well, Christ died once for all. And Hebrews says it this way in uh, chapter 9, verse 23, starting, In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of the blood there is no forgiveness for sins. And that's an important piece. In fact, I, if you want to flesh out that question a little bit more, read chapters 9 and 10 of Hebrews. Okay. And then it uh, points to why we don't have the sacrifice anymore. We have an altar that's to remind us of the sacrifice that Christ made on our behalf for our sins. Okay. And uh, so if you stop short of thinking about the blood in the Old Testament by not completing the thought that Christ already shed his blood for us in the New Testament, then... uh, the idea of sacrifice sort of goes out the table, out the okay. window. So I want to make sure that uh, finish that. Sure. Yeah, I think question. I probably derailed you a little bit because then we started talking about meat. It's possible. Yeah. Yep. I'm easily disra- derailed at this age, you know. Oh. What about me? I get derailed with everything, you know. It's Go off on thing. a tangent, is it? It's yeah. a guy thing, really. Like we have is. linear thought and then you disrupt disrupt the linear thought and yeah yeah we're, we're guys sorry if I, folks we're guys i remember my mom telling carly once about something early in our marriage she's, she's like i really found out about alex at an early age i got about 15 seconds to tell him what i want to tell him and everything after that is just not going to soak in <laughs> i was like oh yeah i wonder if your teachers know that too we ought to ask linda oh yeah oh i'm <laughs> sure I'm it's a guy sure. thing though. it's it's you know we are, as guys, linear thinkers. Yeah. And so when you get us off the line, mm-hmm. then then you got to either get back or start a new line. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like if I've got 50 things to do in one day, if I don't at least somewhat plan it out in my mind before I start, 
Well, it causes a little bit of stress, like in the back of my mind, but then also I, I'm forgetting the one thing that, you know, like I was supposed to do or something like with farming. It's like, I got to haul it. Rob texts me, says, you know, haul out a dead pig from this shed. And so I'm like, okay. And that's just such a, like a small, like words in my head, you know, haul out the dead pig opposed to like start the manure tractors, get these things going. And then I forget about that pig. And then the mm-hmm. next morning, Rob's like, oh, this, the pigs have chewed on it. And it's really gruesome. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not fun thinking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Had okay. ham, ham free yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad you had Moving the ham right along. Yes. All right. So one of the questions on Tuesday that we got cut off on was uh, my mom asked a question. Like, what did Jesus build as a carpenter? And you had some insight into that. What did you? Well, say? likely he was a utility. Yeah, carpenter and carpentry. Uh, you know, it could have been tables and chairs, and it could have been uh, gates and gates and uh, fence fences for uh, mm-hmm. sheep and that kind of thing. Uh, it would just been nice to have a coffee table from Jesus. You know? Oh yeah. Kind of thing. Right? Can you imagine what that'd be worth? Wow. That's what I always what I thought was that in my head I'm thinking of Jesus as a carpenter and I'm seeing, you know, rocking chairs and you know, a nice little table and chairs and stuff like that. But I think what we found out was the translation of it, I mean, it could have been anything from like blacksmith, you know, a mason, a general just laborer of any kind and um I think I saw that most likely the most likely thing that he would have been would have been, you know, he would have building been building homes out of stone. Mm-hmm. Well, and we know that there also is a connection between what Joseph was doing yeah. and what Jesus did because mm-hmm. Joseph was known as a carpenter as yes. well. And uh, so the same term of what Joseph was doing, Jesus was doing. Yep. And uh, we also have the idea that possibly there was a period of time he would have been the general breadwinner for the home. Mm-hmm while the little ones are still growing up because we, we don't see any mention of Joseph by the time uh, Jesus comes to John. Okay. There's no mention of Joseph after the, uh, af- actually, after the age 12, there's no mention of Joseph. So we don't know what happened. Yeah. But for a period of time, it would be easy to surmise he was a breadwinner for the household. Sure. And then when the next ones in line grew up, then they could take that role and he would be free then at age 30 to do something else mm-hmm. and everybody back then yeah they I think jesus was referred to are you not you know the son of a um carpenter mm-hmm. yep right we don't really do that anymore although i bet i bet in school i bet your kids they they were known as the son of a pastor oh i'm afraid so oh yeah, yeah. they grew up as pks uh-huh yeah that way you know which uh which house you don't want to or that you See tiptoe, retrace what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, you don't go to that house. <laughs> In line thinking, derailed. I was thinking, you're a young yeah. boy, you know. You're gonna go over to the son of the pastor's house. Uh, probably not gonna be a lot of trouble you can get into, which is the most fun. So it wasn't the most fun to house for the kids to come to. Yeah. So. <laughs> Pretty tame. Unless there's a bunch of food, I really that was really my only. Only thing I really want to you know is like, well, food. we're going to go to that plate. Where are we going? Wherever it's got to be. It's got to have food. Got to mm-hmm. have good food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Not right. Not just food. Just good food. That's right. Plenty of it. All right. So next one is about Santa. Oh. What are your thoughts on Santa? 
Well, I think it began well. When when you think of the Catholic tradition, the the Saint Nicholas piece, sure. and the uh, benevolence that he had towards children specifically, and making sure that they had something special in the yeah. season to remember Christ with, and uh, pointing back to that gift that God brought us in the form of His Son Jesus Christ, and all, all that was really good. I think what happened is the extreme, and so as soon as uh, the marketplace got hold of this marketing tool. Hey, we can get people to buy more and more yeah. and more. Oh, yeah. And so we use this uh, character out of Christendom and inflate it. And uh, he got inflated, all right. Oh, yeah. He's very overweight. Have you noticed that Santa's thinner than he used to be? What? Yeah. Like at the mall or what? Yeah, the the depictions of Santa are th- thinner than they were back in the 70s and 60s. Interesting. Because obesity, I mean, it's not good for Santa to be obese. Why? He eats like a thousand cookies, cookies a minute. Yes. All night long. Probably drinking eggnog too. Likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprised he isn't tipsy by the last roof. But Oh, man. Anyway. I imagine he'd have to take a few stops to use the bathroom, I imagine. You know, we don't even think about that with that narrative, do we? Oh, I've, ne- I've never thought of that. Pit stops through, pit stops through off. Yeah, Daddy, Daddy, Santa ruined our bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the next question? <laughs> well, I, I want to ask. I, I got more on Santa. You, you took that one on a tangent. I was just having fun with it. So... I, I've asked, I've asked my wife a few times. It's like whenever, you know, guys, this is something guys do. It's like um, they're usually really critical of whatever their wife is spending money on. Okay. I, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure a lot of people are too. And it seems like with Christmas, it's, everything is just out of control. Oh, it's like, how do we bring the focus? Are there practical ways to enjoy this, but then, you know, bring the focus back to the reason, you know, for the season. Well, we tend to do that with a lot of things. If you think about it, uh, it's much more easy to spend money than to invest time, which would be worth more to the child. Yeah. An investment of time or a new trike mm-hmm. or something of that nature. Uh, and I think, I think it's, we do it as a church with missions. It's much easier to spend money overseas than it is to think about our neighbor down the road that needs, oh, yeah. uh, needs to hear about Jesus, mm-hmm. needs to know God's love. And yeah. we are in a position we could show that in the first person. So at Christmas time, when we're thinking about, oh, how do I show this person how much I care for them, then uh, the dollars and cents that goes into the gift that reinforces how meaningful they are to us uh, becomes the focus. Mm-hmm. And so that really plays well into commercialism and the commercialism that surrounds Christmas. Yeah. Uh, whereas sometimes uh, those handmade, those items that couldn't have been produced by some other means uh, mean quite a bit. I mean, I think of the things that come out of some of these ladies' kitchens that means a great deal to me because, wow, that's good stuff. Um, yeah. 
So I, I think the commercial piece we're easily entrapped in because we want people to know how much we care. Yeah. And it's much more, it's much easier to do that in a tangible way than intangible, which would be spending time showing oh, yeah. care and love, uh, sitting and listening. I'd say I, if there's any gift you can give, especially an older person, would be taking time to sit and listen. Yeah. Amazing stories mm -hmm. our older folks have to share. I'd say that'd be a perfect gift to give this holiday season. Your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's tough. I remember I was kind of, uh, when Carl and I was, were first married, she's got four other, wait. Yeah, four other siblings. I've got five other siblings. Getting everyone together on a certain day. So basically like my family is competing with her family to pick out the first date. Because once you get the date, that's mm -hmm. it. Then yeah, the other family's got to figure it out. And <clears throat> luckily, most of our family is closer. She's got one younger brother that's out in Utah. And so once he has a span of time where he can come, then we start to plan. But he doesn't know until like you know later. And I remember just thinking, like, why is everyone so like worried about getting everybody together? Like, it's so like all of us together. You know, it's so silly, but it's like it's a huge deal. Get all the family together for Christmas to sit down together. It's so special to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not gonna be able to talk to everybody at the same time, it's just that feeling of the, you know, the home before all the kids moved away and started having kids and stuff like that. And, and as the table gets longer and longer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Adding each new generation. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what my parents did. It's like get another leaf for the table, knock this wall out of the living room so we can expand it a little bit. Oh yeah. It's gotten it's, quite It's really long. neat when you can have one big table. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then it turns into, and of course, all of our kids are like young enough. My mom, my poor mother, she's a grandma of six grandsons, all under the age of eight. And, oh, yeah. Talk about a party. You know, there's crying, there's throwing, there's crying again. Oh, you give that party six years and it'll change tremendously. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to start a t-ball team or yes, something. or playing football in the backyard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's what I remember. That's always a lot of fun. But, yeah, getting everybody together on Christmas, that's giving your time. That's it's a precious gift. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Okay. Would you rather have... A yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know what these are like. Yeah, these are really fun. Long nose hair or bad BO? Oh, I don't think I can handle myself with BO, so. I suppose the long nose hair, I, we could braid it, I suppose. I was just going to say, we could just move it into your mustache. Oh, incorporate it. Yeah. Yes, into the mustache. That would, yeah, it could be done. Think about it. You could switch probably. to a, like a handlebar where you wax the ends of it. Probably has been done between trimmings. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That's where you're going to go. I mean, that makes the most sense. It makes the most sense. Yeah. Neither one was easy. Yeah. But the thing is, is the people in the congregation, they can see it, you know, whereas you're standing up here all by yourself, you know, maybe not smell you as bad. Well, the poor pianist, though. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. 
That's a good point. It's hard to find yeah, a good pianist and keeper like, coming I back. Like so people close enough. The bo thing, you got to do away with that part. Yeah, as much as possible. All right, one more. Would you rather, when you go to the grocery store, would you rather always buy ten things you didn't need, or forget the one thing that was important to get, or forget one thing that you went there for? I have a thing about getting too many things I don't need. I do both the things. Yeah. The the trouble is when I go to the grocery store, if I go to the grocery store hungry then see something, then it ends up in the cart. And my wife is very good. She makes a nice list that I follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, when I'm a good boy, I follow the list. Mm-hmm. And eat the things that you got extra on the way home. Right. I only live three three blocks from the grocery store. Oh boy, so you got really shovels. <laughs> She'll smell that on your breath. Yeah, you're yeah, not gonna get away will. with that. Yeah. So we just have to watch that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, this has been fun. Thanks, Don. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank you, Alex. God bless. Yep. Bye. God bless you.